Welcome if you're here visiting. Uh, it's really good to have you with us. My name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors at the church here. And uh, we just want to welcome you to this uh, special service as we look forward uh, to tomorrow. Uh, lots of the children seem very excited, uh, as they should be. And it's going to be a great day as we celebrate. So uh, welcome. And uh, those who've traveled a long way, it's really good that you're here with us safely. So over the last few weeks in the, the Sunday morning services, we've been journeying through Matthew chapter 2, um, one of the Gospels in the Bible, which has been helping us to understand a bit more about Christmas. And rather than jumping around and looking at lots of different stories, we've just focused in one place on Matthew chapter 2. And we've been building up and preparing for Christmas. And each week in the run-up to Christmas, we've been lighting another candle. Uh, And today, with Oscar here, we've got our fourth candle ready for tomorrow. So he's going to come up here and light it for us. And then uh, Mary's going to read to us um, and tell us all about what this candle represents. Thank you, Oscar. Well, come and join us up at the front here. And we're just going to read. Do you want to read to us? I'll get my microphone. Do you want to read to us what this candle represents? Here we go. We light this fourth Advent candle to remind us of our calling to reflect the light of Jesus in this dark world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine in the sight of men. Let them see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Do you want to grab a seat? Well done. Well, Izzy Howe is going to come and lead us in a Christmas prayer. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate and reflect upon the wonder of Christmas and how you sent your one and only Son to this world filled with sin. This year, help us to understand how incredible your sacrifice is and remind us that our focus should be on praise and thanksgiving. We pray for those of us this Christmas who face loneliness and those who find this time of year difficult. I pray that you would bless them and let the peace that can only be found in you rest on their hearts. We also pray that you would help us as a church to lovingly embrace the people in our community and show them the same love you provide. Help us to share the hope of the gospel to people who haven't yet put their trust in you and help us to imitate the example of how Jesus lived so that we would indeed be the light of the world. Just as the heavenly host sang praises and glorified you on the holy night of your birth, we praise and thank you again for giving us the most precious gift, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Now we're going to spend a bit of time reflecting on that video and on a little passage in the Bible. In the Bible passage, we're going to be thinking about the three kings who came to Jesus. So I'd love three other children who haven't been involved yet to come up. I've got three kings outfits here, and you're going to help me a little bit tonight with my talk. So I just need you to kind of stand here dressed up as a king. Have I got any volunteers? As somebody different. Do you want to come down then? Yep. Do you want to come down and dress up? Brilliant. And let's have one more. Somebody different. Okay, come on then. Down you come. Are you coming, Lulu? You'll make a great king. Okay. You can choose your outfit. Fantastic. So I think that's your, that's your gift, isn't it? I'll take that. You pop that on your head and pop your robe on. You're going to be the blue king. Fantastic. Uh, here comes our third king. They've had to travel a bit further, so. <laughs> Following the star, they're coming down. Here we go. Hey, good man. Well done. I think we'll tie it around like this. 
Nice, Jennifer. There's your gift. And our third king's on their way. Purple, the sign of royalty. This is obviously a very special king. Big entrance. Hey, look at this. The camel is bringing the king. <laughs> Lulu, you're going to put this on? You'll look like a princess king. There we go. And there's your little gift. Well done. Are you okay? You guys are just going to stand there as little kings just for a minute because I've got a little game you're going to play in a second, all right? So just stay there and you can have a listen. Now then, we're going to read together uh, a little bit of the Bible. There's a very young-looking granny on the screen, and she's going to read the first part of our Bible story. So let's have a look at this little video together. Is everyone sitting comfortably? Right, now I can begin. So, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern land arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Brilliant. This is where the kings come in. Look at these brilliantly dressed up kings. Now these kings have followed a star and they've travelled all the way from the east to find baby Jesus. You guys are tired, aren't you? This is where you nod and go, I'm really tired. You've walked nearly 800 miles over a long, long period to get here. You've traveled with your your um, party, with your camels, and you've come to worship Jesus. You've been following a star. And do you notice in that reading, the wise men came and they said that they had come to worship Jesus. Just have a think about what that word worship means. We worship, don't we, anything that we think is valuable, that has uh, value. So you think of of an amazing football player like Ronaldo or Messi. And people worship these superstar footballers because they're so good at football. Or you look at Usain Bolt, who's a wonderful athlete and has won more gold medals in sprinting than any other athlete. And people worship Usain Bolt because he is an amazing athlete and people bow down at how good he is and how fast he is. Worship is all about recognizing who Jesus is. Now we're just going to carry on in the story and listen to our granny who's going to read us the next little bit of the story to find out what the kings did when they followed the star to Jesus. Let's watch again. The story continues in Matthew chapter 2 verse 9 to 15. The wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, but for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. 
I called my son out of Egypt. So when these wise men come to baby Jesus, they came with really, really expensive, valuable gifts. Do you want to hold up your gifts? Lulu, where's your gift? There it is. It's so special you're having to hide it under the cloak so no one steals it. Really, really important gifts. Because they recognize that this king was worthy of worship. Now you kings are going to help me now. I have in this basket a series of things. And you have to now put down the gift that you've got in your hand on the floor. And you've got to choose one of these other gifts. But this has to be a gift that you would give to a king. Okay? So I'm going to show you what's in the box. You need to all take it in turns to choose your gift. It has to be a gift fit for a king. So... We have a um, empty egg box. It's a pretty good gift. So you might want to give that to a king because it's quite valuable for um, putting eggs in. Uh, we have a tennis ball. That's a pretty valuable gift. Uh, you can have a lot of fun with the, with the, the king you want to give a tennis ball to. So that's one possible gift. There's a teddy. Now this isn't any teddy. This is Big Ted. This was thrown into my cot an hour after I was born. It's as old as I am. He might be a bit dirty now, but this is Big Ted. He's really, really special. So you might want Big Ted, Luella. Uh, we have a half-eaten apple. Well, it's better than no apple. A king might be hungry, so you can choose the apple. Uh, we've got uh, Clementine. Uh, there's, a, there's a picture of myself uh, on honeymoon, but this just represents uh, ourself, okay? So this could be your photo, but this is just a photo of me. We could give ourselves to the king. Pretty valuable, the Brussels sprout. And then this gift here, pretty ordinary. This is my wife's engagement ring. I got in Asda, about two pounds. So, Luella, you've got to go first. You need to choose which of these presents you're going to give to the king. What do you reckon the king would like? What have you got there? What's that? Do you want to tell everyone what it is? Uh, is it the ring? It's the ring. <laughs> don't tell anyone she's got the ring. Now, don't lose that ring, because it didn't cost two pounds and has the... Steph, watch her like a hawk. Brilliant. You've chosen a really good gift. Now, then, what are you going to choose? What gift are you going to give to the king? Tennis ball, there we go, you see, you know the king wants to have some fun, that's a good gift, and what gift are you going to give? Big Ted, fantastic. So you're not going to go and give a really, really special king a half-eaten apple, are you? You're not going to give them a tangerine, because there's loads of these, and everyone gets them. An egg box is pretty useless. A Brussels sprout, well, some people like them, and some don't. And you may not be able to give yourself, so I think you guys have chosen some really, really good gifts. Really special Big Ted, a really special tennis ball, and a very, very special ring, Luella, which you need to go and give Steph now. Well done. Do you want to go and sit down? And I'll take the uh, tennis ball and Big Ted. Well done. Do you want to give the ring to Steph? You can leave them on the floor there. Well done. Fantastic. Now, as the children go back to their seats, I think we should give them a round of applause for being really good kings. See, the wise men had to decide to bring really, really valuable gifts to recognize who this king was. Here's a question for you and for me to answer this evening. Do we recognize Jesus as so important that we would give him our very best? 
Now, when you think of Jesus, one of his names was Jesus Christ. Now, Christ is not his surname. If Jesus got something in the post and a camel delivered a letter in the morning, it wouldn't say, Dear Mr. J. Christ. Christ is not his surname. Christ is a title, and it means king. So when we talk about Jesus being the Christ, Jesus means God saves. Christ means king, which means Jesus Christ is a name that speaks of God's king that saves. It's a very, very special name. So I want to ask you the question, would you give to God your very, very best? And the reason I ask you that question is because here's a truth that the Bible reveals to each one of us. God has only ever given you and me his very, very best. If he was going to give you a gift, he'd never give you a half-eaten apple or a Brussels sprout or a clementine. He'd only ever give you his very best. And at Christmas, we think about the very best that God has given us. Did you notice in our little reading, the second reading, that God warned Joseph in a dream and said, you need to take baby Jesus and take him away to Egypt where he'll be safe. Because there was a king at the time called Herod, and Herod was a really jealous king. And he didn't want any other kings to be around. So when the angels announced there would be a new king born in Bethlehem, he was really jealous. And so he threatened to kill all the baby boys because he wanted to wipe out all the other potential kings. And so they flee about 90 miles west to Egypt, where they're safe from Herod and where he's not able to harm them. And maybe those gifts that the wise men brought to Mary and Joseph could have been sold and used to fund their trip. It's a long journey. It might have been an expensive journey. But God knew that. And so these gifts may have helped to fund that journey. But why did it matter so much to God that his king, baby Jesus, was kept safe? Well, if you cast your mind back to the video we showed earlier, do you remember the little boy? He runs down in the morning, on Christmas morning, and he opens his gift from his father. And what's inside? It's this teddy that doesn't look that impressive. But the little boy absolutely loves this teddy. And do you see, he gives it a big cuddle, and there's this beaming smile on his face, because this is a special gift. And the rest of the video, we, we see what he does. He washes the teddy. He mends the broken arm of the teddy. He re-sews a new eye on the teddy. He loves it because it's very... And this Christmas, I long that every single person who's here would know that God has only ever given us his very best. And this Christmas, he is offering the very greatest gift that he could ever offer us. It's the gift of himself. He showed this by, God showed this by coming into the world in the person of his son Jesus, being born into the mess of our world, into all the brokenness. Because he didn't just want to tell us about himself, he wanted to show us himself. And he came into this world because he loves you with an everlasting and perfect love. I was thinking about how to illustrate this. Um, A few days ago, I was in the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford, visiting an elderly lady in our church who's not very well. And she's up on the fourth floor. And after I had said goodbye, I got back into the lift. And just as I was about to press the button to go back down to the ground floor, um, a little boy got into the lift with a man and a woman. And then the door closed. But I realized very quickly that this man and this woman, and particularly the little boy, weren't very happy. In fact, the little boy started struggling. And the man was trying to hold him. And I was a bit concerned. I was wondering, what's going on here? I wasn't sure if the man was being horrible to his child. I didn't know maybe if the child had a behavioral problem. But he was wriggling and then he started shouting. He was crying and there's all this commotion. And we went down one floor and the doors opened 
And the man and the woman got out with the boy and they shouted across the auditorium that was there, the, the area, the entrance. And they were calling for this man's father. And he wasn't there. So they went down another level and they called out again and he wasn't there. And I knew at this point that there was a bit of a problem. There clearly had been a little boy who had been separated from his father. And actually the man and the woman who were in the lift with him were two nurses. And they were desperately trying to help this little boy find his father. Now it was a bit annoying because we were stopping at every level and I had to get back to pay for my parking. But obviously in the moment, you forget about things like that. Because here's a little boy who's lost and he needed to find his daddy. And we went down the second floor, the first floor, the ground floor. And the idea was eventually to take this little boy to security on the ground floor to find his dad. And we get down onto the ground floor and the lift doors open. And guess who's standing there? I'd never met this little boy. I'd never met his dad. But I knew instantly that this was his dad. Because there was a beaming smile on his face. And he ran and he grabbed his son. And he did not let go of him. It wasn't the sort of bear hug that a daddy would give their child regularly. This was a different sort of hug. He held him so gently and yet so firmly. And it was like the whole world stopped and everyone was just gathered around watching as this father started crying because their little boy was now safe. And I walked out of the hospital and I've been thinking that day, how do I illustrate the love of God this Christmas? And God gave me that illustration in the most amazing way, just coming down an elevator in the John Radcliffe Hospital. Because you see, the delight that was on the father's face when he found his lost son is the same delight that the living God has on his face when he finds you and me, when we're lost. The Bible says God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, while we still rejected God, while we didn't want him in our life, while we maybe lived with shame, God's not interested in me, I've messed up too much. When we've said, well, I'm not very religious, I don't go to church, God wouldn't be interested in me. Whether I want to find God but haven't found him yet, or whether I hold him at a distance and don't even believe he exists, the truth of the Bible is that the God of heaven came into this world to find that which was lost. And that man, that father, finding his little boy in the hospital was a wonderful picture of the Christian gospel. Because that is the reaction that you and I would get if we come home to our father well, just as we close, we're going to watch the third part of our reading. So let's listen to what Granny has to say to us. Now, to the final part of our story, Matthew chapter 2, verse 16 to 23. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's reports of the star's appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph of Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he returned, oh sorry, when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee 
So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. See, in this story, it was really sad that Herod killed lots of the baby boys. But here's the amazing truth. God kept his king safe. And Mary and Joseph took God's king off to Egypt, kept him safe. And then at the right time, God then said, it's safe for you now. You can return home. And think about where Jesus then came from. He came out of Egypt, the reading said, and he went back home. Now, that's just not a random fact. He came out of Egypt and went home. It's meant to remind us of something else in the Bible. In the Old Testament, in the first part of the Bible, there was a time where God's people were enslaved in a place called They didn't know God, they'd rejected him, they'd gone off on their own way. But God, in his love, pursued his people. And he brought a man called Moses, and Moses led God's people out of Egypt and rescued them and brought them into the promised land. And so now, every time you read in the Bible this place, Egypt, it's meant to remind you of rescue. So when Jesus here comes out of Egypt and comes back to his hometown, again it reminds us of rescue. Jesus Christ. God's king who saves. I don't know if you notice these words in the video. You picked me up and loved what you found. That cannot be because of my beauty. It must be because of what you will do with me. God is the maker, but we hide from him. Here's our problem. It's what is called sin. It leads to a mess, so we wrap ourselves up. We fear being seen. But that doesn't stop God from coming to find us. Can you imagine in the hospital if the dad lost the son and he kind of said, well, these things happen. Never mind. At least it's one less mouth to feed on Christmas lunch. It's one less lot of presents to have wrap up. And sometimes my son does cry and he winds me up. So actually, if I've lost him, well, never mind. Maybe I'll get another one. That would never happen, would it? When a father loses his son in the hospital, what does he do? He searches everywhere until he finds his son. How much more do you think the God who made you would search after you when you are lost? He'd never say, oh, I've just lost someone. They don't matter. He pursues you and loves you because he made you. And he pursued me and loved me because he made me. And at Christmas, we think of Jesus. And one of his names is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Because that first Christmas, God entered time and space to be with us, to forgive us and to welcome us home and to show us just how much he loves us. Do you notice in the reading that Jesus went from Egypt and he went and settled and lived in a town called Nazareth? Now, Nazareth was a pretty ordinary town. Nothing impressive ever came out of Nazareth. But here's a significant thing. God's king, Jesus, wasn't an impressive king like the rest of the kings of the world. He wasn't a king who came to be served, but he was a king who came to serve. And the Bible tells us, and there's a a verse that will come up on the screen. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The Son of Man is a name that Jesus often used for himself. Isn't this amazing that God's King, of all the kings in the world who deserve to be praised and to deserve to be given gifts, he's the one who gives a gift. And the astonishing thing is the most amazing gift he could have given was the gift of himself and that is what he gave that first Christmas so can I encourage us all this Christmas as we give and receive gifts tomorrow which will bring us so much joy and happiness for that to be a little picture 
that might remind you of the man and his boy in the hospital. But ultimately, all of that will point us to God's king. Because he came into the world that first Christmas. God kept his king safe. And his king was kept safe because he came into the world for one reason, which was to die in our place, that we can be forgiven and have new life. And so my question as I finish for all of us this Christmas is, will we receive that incredible gift of life and forgiveness from the most perfect God who loves us with an everlasting love? On behalf of all the pastors in the church, can I wish you all a really, really happy, joyful and peaceful Christmas. And uh, I pray that something we've shared together this evening will have been an encouragement and a help to us. But as we close our service, let me read a wonderful verse that points us to Christmas and the joy of the celebration of tomorrow. And then I'll close in prayer. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Should we pray together as I close? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy of Christmas. Thank you for all the fun we have with our children. Thank you for the wonderful food we'll enjoy together tomorrow and the gifts that we will give and receive. And as we have fun together tomorrow and we open these gifts, may they remind us of the greatest gift where you gave us yourself, offering us life and offering us forgiveness. We thank you for Christmas. Please would you help us to remember what the greatest gift in the world is. And please, if we haven't yet already, might we receive it with joy this Christmas. Amen. Well, have a very happy Christmas if we don't see you tomorrow. And uh, every blessing for 2018. Thank you.